1: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping
0: and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.
2: Hey, this is Zach from Mission Zach's Legos This is your official spoiler warning. We are going to spoil so much, so stop listening if you have a problem with that. Peace.
1: I hate the word. I, got I got the one leg and to play you know, a little cornstarch. man. Luigi Mario. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizamo Rama, a podcast where each week we watch one thing starring the most underrated actor in the history of the entire world, Mr. John Leguizamo. My name is Mish Wittrup and you might know me from nothing of note and I'm joined as always by my dear friend and co-host Zach Ruane who you would know from
2: um from uh from
1: mention the big ones this is our first episode
2: <sighs> all right I I did an episode of uh, uh 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 that Hamish and Andy show I was that was
1: that was pretty good <laughs>
2: uh and I, Your I, best I, work. I I needed to play drunk and um I had the flu back when you would go in and still film with the flu and I'm Mm -hmm. not very good at playing drunk. i got to say I did a bad job and they edited around that very well. I'm also in Auntie Donna and recaps with Mission Zach.
1: Yes, I'm from that too. And also I saw you in an art piece in 2011 where you took off all of your clothes and doused yourself in blue paint and covered yourself in hair, human hair. Black paint and my
2: own hair. I cut off my hair and I cut – it was a – it was a comment on the clunk. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I what took my, my mum with me to that. Been. That's so, so university, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I took my mum with me to that live art performance that you did. And um, she now refers to you as Zach, the one who isn't Jewish. <laughs> oh. oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Because my mum has seen your penis. Yes. Anyway, yes. Um, welcome, welcome to Mission Zach's Was rama
2: Now, uh, we should say, uh, we'll say this at the top of every episode, um, if you are listening in the future, because this podcast, I believe, has legs, has a future, it has legs, leg, legs, was Has legs, legs, was armors. Uh <laughs> if you are listening in the future, the reason why the sound quality is poor And me and Mish are a beat behind whenever we talk is we are recording, uh, if you remember, in the middle of a pandemic. Pretty, pretty cool. (laughs) Pretty cool. So what we're doing is we're recording over Zoom. Uh, Number one rule of uh, when you do these sorts of things is you just pretend like you're not, but Mm. we're going to pretend like we are. We're going to acknowledge it. Hi, everyone. Mm. We're in the middle of a pandemic.
1: And if you don't know what Zoom is, Zoom is very much like Skype, but not losing money.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Zoom is. um, Zoom is. See, there's a lot of talk during this pandemic about um, all the things that are doing badly. Everyone's like, Mm. oh, this thing is doing badly. That thing is doing badly. No one's talking about the person, the like three or four uh, like industries that are like, Oh, we were niche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was not... Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of uh, Shark Tank and uh, what's that other one? Dragon's Den clips on, oh, yeah. on Facebook. And... Mm-hmm. Um, it's my favourite thing is when they talk about scaling and, and, and expansion. Cause, so that's something I think I have my head around now is the idea of, you know, people know like five years in advance, this is how big we're going to be by, with a fair mm. degree of certainty. Yeah. Just the idea of Zoom like being like, we think, you know, we think there's going to be about four or five businesses uh, getting on board a month.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're projecting for. you've been watching Shark Tank. I watched the whole of season one of the new Babysitter's Club.
2: Yes, you did. That
1: has been released on Netflix.
2: Um, yes, you I did. I watched
1: that with my housemate. We watched it in one night because it's only ten episodes. They're all half an hour. Mm. So I smashed out a ridiculous amount of Babysitter's Club for nostalgic purposes. But it was really cute. That's great. Really, really lovely. Strongly it looks recommend. fantastic.
2: I love, I yeah, love well, I needed to get of Babysitter's Club.
1: I needed to get in some really, really good shit. Um, because my life is going to be consumed by John Leguizamo for the next God knows how long until we decide that this has driven us to insanity. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) I figured I'd watch something free of John Leguizamo. Although, to be fair, after studying his filmography, The Babysitter's Club Netflix season one is very much (laughs) something that John Leguizamo would do. 100%
2: 100% would John Leguizamo do it.
1: I'm surprised he, he wasn't in it, to be honest. <laughs>
2: I want to jump into how much I love John Leguizamo, but should we give our, um, our listener, this is episode one, should we tell them a little bit about what this podcast is? You, you said it so succinctly in that opening paragraph, um, because this is our, you know, we're, we're, we're stepping up. Yeah, We're going absolutely. a little bit more professional. If you know us from our old podcast, you may have listened. We did a podcast called Recaps with Mission Zach. Um, you may be one of the four listeners of that podcast. Mm-hmm. That was a podcast we did where <clears throat> we pretended it was pretend, and we can acknowledge that here.
1: Yes, now we can. We can finally say it wasn't real.
2: Uh, we pulled, I think, the hoax of the decade. <laughs>
1: It blew people's minds people like
2: is this legit have they actually uncovered these tapes
1: yeah um, I people so, genuinely thought that we'd created a podcast in the year 2009 and when we revealed it
2: boy people were it's huge
1: people were so, calling it uh, Chefgate
2: <laughs> they were calling it Chefgate and the reason they were calling it Chefgate is we we uh, we won't go too much into this because uh, of the five listeners of this podcast, four of you did listen to recaps. So, <laughs> so um, recaps was uh, we we pretended it was two thousand and nine, and we recapped every single episode of uh, MasterChef season one, MasterChef Australia season one. So not even the Gordon Ramsay ones. Mm. Um, MasterChef season one, Australia. We found those uh, episodes sometimes with great difficulty. We watched every single one and we recapped it like it was 2007. And um, I am so excited because we sat down and we were like, what are we going to do for season two? What are we going to do for season two of Recaps?
1: And so many people were so excited by the concept of us doing season two of MasterChef. Absolutely. Uh, People wanted us to jump on board season one of Australian Idol.
2: There was a lot of season one of Australian Idol. I, I I was pushing quite hard for season one of Australian Idol. There was also... And I was uh,
1: pushing back. <laughs> <laughs> there was also
2: talk of season one of Survivor, uh, which I yeah, think we, is pretty Yeah, we considered great. that.
1: Yep, we considered that.
2: Um, and then we just sort of thought, all right, let's stop with this uh, pressure from the... Uh, Literally ones of DMs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that one single DM that just made us feel a little bit small.
2: <laughs> we were like, let's stop with this pressure. Exactly. So that's what we thought. Let's just go back to what we love. And, and what do we love, Mish?
1: Um, Talking about our feelings.
2: Yep. Yeah, yep. we do actually. That's most of what we do.
1: Yeah, and I think that our last podcast made us void of feelings. (laughs) Um, No, I think uh, we both, in all seriousness, just kind of wanted... ...we still wanted to keep going with this... ...because we like catching up once a week and having a chat... ...and, you know, Mm. doing a bit of funny stuff. A bit of funny chats. Um, (laughs) But we... Okay, so basically Zach and I used to live together. And when we lived together... ...we became mates because we had a love of MasterChef. We both... Loved MasterChef. We loved MasterChef when the rest of the world started to hate MasterChef. Um, So we had that kind of like connecting us or whatever. Another thing that we discovered last year while recording recaps was that we both had this love for a particular actor that we had never heard another person say that they loved as much as we did. Does that make sense?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, and when
1: we discovered it, we both just like kind of lost our tits and were like... Oh my god! Yeah, we love them so much. They're so fucking great, and then this idea was kind of born.
2: So, so that actor is—I feel—I feel like a tension to make it like a reveal, but it doesn't need the to. name of the
1: podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: know. I was like, ooh. no, no. Ooh, I was who was could it be? Well. <laughs> so we both discovered that we love John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo is, um, in our opinion, one of the greatest actors of all time. One hundred percent charismatic he's got that like leading man charisma you know he's got Mm -hmm. that like Leonardo DiCaprio Will Smith Johnny Depp all he has to do is say his lines and 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 he's just got uh, charisma and bravado but he's also got kaputs you know
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely but what he also has which makes for what we believe will be an excellent if not excellent acceptable podcast Mm. (laughs) is an incredibly wide range. He, like the the kind of he's done a plethora. He's done there. He's done so much. We haven't seen. I reckon that between us, Zach and I, may have seen maybe t- like ten percent of what this this actor has done. What John has done. A- absolutely. And, but. We genuinely – this it's not a joke. This isn't like, oh, we're setting this in 2009, blah, blah. We genuinely love this actor and we can't wait to see kind of all that he's done and sharing it with you guys and kind of having a chat with you about what we thought about the film or TV series or voiceover work or music video. He's done so much stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So so literally the concept is each week we will watch Mm -hmm. One Thing starring John Leguizamo. He's done over (laughs) 150 things. And we're going to talk about it until one of three things happens. <laughs> one, uh, we get over it.
1: Yep. Two. And w- arguably what I feel will be the reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like number one, probably going to be it. But go <laughs> on. going to be number two. one. Yep.
2: Two, we have watched everything starring John Leguizamo everything every ad every music video every film every tv series mm-hmm. that is at least three years in the future that's number two or number three we get John Leguizamo on as a guest
1: oh that's the goal that is the goal so I just want to put this out there right now
2: let's just do it let's right up the top
1: John if you're listening if you're listening John we love you, man. We
2: love you, John Leguizamo.
1: We we really love you, and we would love for you to jump on Zoom, jump on Zoom, and jump into a convo with Zach and I. You
2: get. We'll to discuss.
1: Pick... You get to pick the project that you've done that Unless you want to discuss. Unless we've already discussed it, and in which case we're so sorry about that. But hey, we'll discuss it again. We'll discuss it again. Um, but also, if John isn't listening, and let's be honest, he's not. Mm. If you know John Leguizamo personally, like if he's a mate or like your friend's dad or like just someone you see regularly down the shops, don't bother him. Don't bother John. Don't bother John. Don't
2: he bother John. He doesn't need
1: it. John was an Ice Age man. He doesn't need to be bothered right he now. He doesn't
2: need to be bothered right now.
1: But if you know him and it wouldn't be a bother to him, just let him know that we're, that we're here.
2: I know that as long as you wear your mask, America's pretty chill right now with like going to places. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're at John's house, you know. Maybe you're at John's house. And if you you're are, aren't dinner. you fucking lucky? Aren't you lucky? You're, you're having dinner with John Leguizamo and his family. I don't know anything about his private life. We'll, we'll go into we'll his learn, life. We'll, we'll learn though. We'll learn, we'll grow. Um, but I'm, I'm not about biography. I'm about the work. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you're at his house, maybe that's in New York, maybe that's in LA, I don't know. And you're having um, dinner with John and you go, you know, there's two Australian people that are doing a podcast about all of your films. He goes, oh, really? Uh, are they taking the piss out of me? This is what you're going to say to him. You're going to say, look, yes, that sometimes they take the piss out of some of the films you've done. But nothing you wouldn't take the piss out of as well.
1: Yeah. We're yeah, 100% ma- sure that John feels the same way about some of his projects. I'm, w- we're both we actors. Do.
2: We've done, you know, we're, we're not successful actors like him, but we've done a few plays, <laughs> uh, you know, a few independent theatre shows that, oh boy, you know what I mean? It's so embarrassing. <laughs> oh boy. but not, But not. But this is what you're going to say to him. You're going to say, look, John... Yeah, look, they had a few laughs at the expense of, uh, of um, Kick-Ass 2. They, maybe they laughed about that film you did with Steven Seagal. But here's, here's the truth, John. They're doing it, and this is what they said on the opening episode, they're doing it because you are one of their favourite actors. Yep. Because they genuinely love you. And they 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 want you on the podcast, John.
1: And John, we love you not just for Moulin Rouge,
2: not just not for just, Moulin Rouge, not
1: just for Romeo and Juliet,
2: not just for Romeo
1: and Juliet. We love you for the Brothers Garcia. <laughs> we love you for the Pest.
2: We love you for Spawn.
1: Spawn.
2: Do you know what they say, Mish? Um, yeah. Because John, uh, John Leguizamo has been in s- some of my favourite films, Romeo and Juliet, uh, Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Uh, he was in uh, When They See Us, the incredible When They See Us uh, TV Amazing. show. Uh, he, he's been in, in some fantastic films. He is a great, 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 great actor. But they that the, the big thing is, right, you know you truly love someone when you don't love them in spite of of spawn. Yeah. You love them because of spawn. Because of
1: spawn. Of spawn. That we should be our tagline. <laughs> we don't love you in spite of spawn. We love you because of spawn. We Do you hear see that, John? You,
2: John? We just play this for for John when you're at the dinner yes. party. John, we <laughs> see you. We're not just looking at the at the top bit of your IMDb. We've delved into all 150 films. Yeah. And we see you. I'm
1: so, so excited for people who don't know who he is to kind of get a bit more of exposure to to be encouraged by my mate Zach and I to watch a bit more of his stuff. And hopefully some of these episodes will encourage you to watch what we are talking about. Um, That was a really convoluted way of me just saying, listen to the pod and enjoy yourselves. I guess. Yeah,
2: let's all just go on this wonderful journey together. We're gonna to try and keep you along for the ride. You don't have to watch every movie with us. But heck, if you wanna watch uh the babysitter, is that what it's called? The
1: babysitters club.
2: No, not the babysitters club. Isn't he in a movie called The Babysitter that the... Oh
1: sorry, I've been on watching the Babysitters Club. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'd be pretty keen to do a podcast about the Babysitters Club as well. Alright, scratch the Leguizamo
2: <laughs> thing. Scratch that. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. Uh,
1: no, um, was he in a movie called The Babysitter? I don't, he's done oh, so much, man. He's done
2: so many movies. And this is the other thing, right? So we love John Leguizamo. This is a celebration of one of our favourite actors. We also just love mid-budget films from the 90s and 2000s. Oh, that is a dying oh, type of film. My, that, like, February my, release.
1: My favourite, favourite type of movie is a mid-90s thriller. Oh. Oh. Oof. Oh, something that's always – it's either starring Morgan Freeman or Sandra Bullock. Mm -hmm. They're in a lot of them. (laughs) They're just – and like a murder mystery where whoever the guy is that's trying to help the protagonist, he's always the murderer. (laughs) (laughs) It's always the guy that's trying to help the protagonist that ends up being the bad guy. So you know who the bad guy is way too early. Um, It's just so – they're my favourite. And John is in so many of them. And I'm so excited to t- like to sink my teeth into a lot of those because I'm fuck, excited.
2: Man. I, I as we were going through the list because we went through all of his films. It took us to
1: sort of... so long. <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
2: and uh, and I, I I I just I was so excited. I was like, yeah, this is gonna be so much fun. Oh, this one's got Steven Seagal. Oh, there's another one. Okay, wow, wow. Mm. wow. Wow, there's a lot of mid-budget 90s thrillers. I'm
1: so excited.
2: (laughs) I don't know about you, Mish, because I've now watched three Leguizamo films in preparation for this. I'm sort of banking them. And is there there a feeling for you before we launch into into (laughs) Mario Brothers, is there a feeling for you like now if you watch a film without John Leguizamo in it where you're like, why didn't they give that part to John Leguizamo?
1: Yes. Yes no but not even that like I zoomed with some friends of mine the other night just to have dinner because obviously we can't catch up anymore because the world's on fire Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we zoomed in a dinner and they were talking about things that they were watching on Netflix and I didn't even it wasn't a joke I didn't even think about it they said I'm currently watching insert television show here and instinctually I was like is John in it? (laughs) <laughs> it's all I care about now It's That's
2: like so good
1: Whether John Leguizamo has done it It's like why isn't he in this film Or I'm watching stuff going he could do this Like yeah, he should have been that role He should be in that In the babysitter's club mm. He should have been Mary Ann's dad
2: yeah, In the babysitter's sure. club
1: He should have been a camp counsellor
2: Yeah, absolutely
1: These were the thoughts that were going through my mind When I watched the entire season one of the Babysitters Club. Last I watched,
2: night, uh, I watched the Babadook. Last night, that is uh, such a good film. It's an incredible film. Not um, a John
1: Leguizamo film.
2: So no, John Leguizamo is not in that film. But right? the Babadook a, is
1: one of my favourite movies. It's it's probably an incredible my favourite horror film. Uh,
2: yeah, it's 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 uh, I would agree with that. I, I I can't that and like maybe Green Room are like my two current favourites, and it's like. That's a movie, it's, it really is about a mother and a child There's a few sort of ancillary characters here and there It's set in Adelaide, it's very much an Australian film um, You know, maybe you could think it was British if you weren't good at accents um, There is not a single part in that film for John Leguizamo But I was still sort of brainstorming, I was like, maybe he could play the cop
1: <laughs> Does John do an Aussie accent? I, I don't know but you do know for sure, though, here's a certainty. Mm. Even though there was no role for him in the Babadook, mm. not only is there a role for him, but he's 100% going to be in the Babadook too. <laughs> it's going to be so good. And also worth noting as well that um, it won't always just be Zach and I. We plan on bringing in some of our mates and stuff like that to have a chat with us about it Um which will also be really awesome because a lot of them don't have the love for John like we do and we're introducing them to him. And who knows? And also Zach Maybe we'll and find I don't a few want other to Leguizamo.
2: Just talk t- Maybe we'll find a few other Leguizamo fans.
1: Potentially. It's well, very we must true. be out there. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be heaps of, so He has half a million followers on Instagram.
2: He's very famous. It's, yeah. We, follow we, him we. on
1: Instagram as well, please. He's at John Leguizamo, <laughs> I'm sure. Like, please follow him. <laughs> He's so great. All right, should we launch into the actual yes, film we that we're talking about? Because when we first decided to do this podcast, mm. we both agreed that this was one of the films we were most excited to do yeah. and we're actually starting with it, which is so maybe dumb, <laughs> but also really exciting. So, uh, uh, Look, I'm so excited to
2: open with it. It was when when Mish pitched, you, you were like, because we're like, we want to – uh, save the golden nuggets. We want to sprinkle them through like a like a popping candy in a fancy dessert. You know, like you, you're gonna you get through a few '90s thrillers and then ooh ooh, mm. there's a spawn.
1: Little there's burst. a Romeo
2: and Juliet. There's a chef. There's a yes. Tu wong fu. And Super Mario Brothers is is the golden goose egg. This is the. This is the big one.
1: Yeah, this is the liquid centre in that fancy dessert. <laughs> this is good. Oh,
2: very, a great chef reference.
1: Isn't it? Yeah, a very chef reference. I suggested, I'm also going to say that I suggested we start with chef. And mm. Zach was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. I was like, why? Well, and he's like, because that one's my favourite. <laughs> and I'm not ready for that just yet.
2: <laughs> to, to be fair, because I wouldn't be funny. <laughs> I would just be like, you'd be like, um, as if... As if um, Scarlett Johansson and uh, Sofia Sofia Vergara Vergara. would be in love with um, the writer, director, star (laughs) of that film. And I'd just be like, no, actually, because actually, um, actually, (laughs) actually, I think you'll find. um, (laughs) So we didn't do Chef to start with. (laughs) Because I'd just be so defend of everything except, and we'll get to this when we talk about Chef, except the Twitter stuff. Oh, I can't wait to talk about the Twitter stuff. That's going to be very, very good. All right, so let's do this. Um, Let's uh, do this. I have uh, copy pasted. And just to explain, um, this is a more professional podcast. You know, our last podcast, we would just talk.
1: This is so much more professional. We've spent the first (laughs) few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) People who looked up Super Mario Brothers in podcasts and saw, oh, cool. There's like a... Review. They've stopped listening, Zach. Do you know many They've people have stopped listening stopped right listening. now? We, delip- we-, we deliberately recorded a pilot episode that will be released later, so that this episode could be a bit smoother. <laughs> and we've already fucked it up, <laughs> Zach. We chatted for so long <laughs> about so much shit.
2: <laughs> so uh, I should say because this is more Schmick. This is a. Fancy podcast with eyes towards an international audience. We want to take the five listeners of recaps. We want to take that to a hundred listeners. Yeah. Please. And, uh, as such, we, we've got some structure. So now I'm going to do a paragraph. Ooh. I've, I've copy pasted some sentences from the super Mario brothers, Wikipedia, and <laughs> I'm going to say them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then we're going to talk about super Mario brothers. For 30 to 40 minutes Let me just quickly explain why we've chosen Why we chose to do it this way Mm. That we would read a paragraph at the top It's because if Zach and I were left to our own devices (laughs) To explain what the movie was about It would take us so long I mean look how long it took us to just say hello to you (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine if I had to just, just go with it, you know, just off the top of my head, explain what this movie was about, you would be here for so long.
2: We would <laughs> so often in our it was a podcast. Smart, we
1: sat down and we were like, I think it's really important that we write out what it's about in a paragraph, just open with that and then, then we can just be as manic as we want to be. But in this, at the start, for the people who are actually genuinely interested in knowing what the film is about, let's just do something scripted.
2: Because if we don't. <laughs> This is what will happen. We will spend an hour on the first 15 minutes of the film because we will what spend a an hour minutes. 1 hour on on two Italian plumbers in New York and then go and then there were some dinosaurs Dennis Hopper was there they they went to another dimension they uh, came back it had nothing to do with the games. Okay, see
1: you later guys. Thanks. <laughs> And then afterwards, after we would say, okay, see you later, guys. And we'd stop at Zach and I would spend three hours being like, I'm so sorry, man. I'm just so sorry. That was just so not, I'm sorry. You okay? Are you No, that was my fault. No, that was definitely my fault.
2: Um, me and Mish are both baiters. <laughs> <laughs> And when you're a beta and you work with alphas, you think, God, wouldn't it be great if I was in a world of no alphas? And then you you start a collaboration with a fellow beta, and then and then it's just apologising for seven hours. That's <laughs> what?
1: My relationship with Zach. Everyone's like, Wow, man, you and Zach have such great chemistry. It's like our relationship is ninety percent apologising.
2: <laughs> babe, it's ninety percent apologising and ten percent, babe, no need to apologise. <laughs>
1: That's our relationship. Anyway, do the the paragraph.
2: Let's do the paragraph. Okay. Super Mario Bros. is a 1993 American adventure comedy film loosely, loosely, Loosely. based on the Mario video game series by Nintendo. Its story follows the Mario Brothers in their quest to rescue Princess Daisy. Okay. So far, so Mario Brothers from a distant, Topic parallel universe ruled by the ruthless (laughs) President Cooper, played by Dennis That's the loosely bit. (laughs) (laughs) John Leguizamo, in what was meant to be his breakout role, plays Luigi, but a sexy, cool version of the Luigi we know from the games. That's my paragraph.
1: That's pretty much it. (laughs) Sexy Luigi. See, he is the. I'm glad you said that because it's true. He is the sexy Luigi. It's
2: sexy Luigi. Oh, man. and this movie really is just sexy Mario Brothers, isn't it?
1: <laughs> um yes, so Bob Hoskins plays Mario. Um mm. who I am genuinely quite attracted to. I think yeah, Bob fantastic. Hoskins is is pretty hot. Um so yeah, it is it is kind of like sometimes sexy for no reason. Oh yeah. Like there's just some moments in there where they're just like I'm just going to like just make it a bit sexy because we just... I feel like we haven't done sexy for about 20 minutes. So let's it's just... Um,
2: it's a sexy movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, it's it's funny because I had... Like I said earlier, I watched it when I was a kid. Mm. I, remember, I remember watching. I remember it being one of the five weeklies for $10 a blockbuster that we would rent <laughs> as kids. And... I remember watching it and I remember really liking it. And there were parts that I particularly liked as a kid. Like I remember loving the Goomba mattress, going down the water slide, ice slide Mm. thing with the Goombas.
2: See, I had completely forgotten about the ice slide.
1: No. See, that was the bit that I remembered. Mm. Like was all the women from Brooklyn (laughs) with Bob (laughs) Hoskins on a mattress. And I remember seeing that going, that was fucking sick. And then going into watching it as an adult, I had this feeling... ...that I would not enjoy it because I was like... ...the world doesn't love this film. It's it's universally considered one of the big the bad, bad ones. Bad, one yeah. of the bad movies. It lost a lot of money. It was very clear that... ...it was kind of like Kevin, Co- Kevin Costner's Waterworld... ...where he clearly thought it was going to be the big blockbuster... ...and then it just was not. Mm. For multiple, multiple reasons. <laughs> um, so I was going into watching it and I was very, very nervous... That I wouldn't enjoy it, and that it would ruin the the memory of Baby Mish watching it, going like, "I love this. This is not a joke. I really fucking liked this movie." Do you know what? Mish. It's possible I liked it because the nostalgia of it, because of John, because it was the first movie I remember John being in as a kid. It's possible that that's why. Because there are so many flaws. But fuck, man, I really do like this movie. Like, The thing I would
2: say is like it's hard to know with a film like this because it was so formative. It came out when we were three. Is it 93, did I say? Yeah, so it came out when I was five. Yeah, and it was a weekly by the time we were like five, a weekly video by the time we were like five, six, seven years old. Um, so it was right in the noggin of, it was every sleepover, it was this and being the ultimate disaster movie. You know, this was like, this was the V one of the VHS weeklies you'd have at every sleepover. Yes. It was so sort of formative that I, I agree. I'm like, I was like, do I love these choices? Do I love this aesthetic? Do I love this vibe? Because it's good. ...or because my taste was in part formed by this film.
1: Yes. <laughs> Do you know
2: what I mean? Like...
1: Hun- 100%. And also like that idea that something that you grew up with... ...that you loved growing up... ...you're always going to kind of have that love for... ...because it's familiar and it's, it's, you know... ...it's a little like kind of... ...it's a little memory moment that you have. Mm. I, I completely agree. For example, I remember loving the movie Jawbreaker... ...when I was mm. 12... 12:13. I remember watching it at sleepovers with a couple of my girlfriends and being like, "This movie is fucking sick." Now I re-watched Jawbreaker last year, and it is probably the worst movie I've ever seen. Really? Yes, it's so bad. I didn't like it at all. It was just a shit film. It's not. The script isn't clever. It's just a shit movie. I didn't like Jawbreaker. Don't fucking come at me.
2: I haven't seen Jawbreaker.
1: I didn't like it. I wasn't allowed. But the memory of loving Jawbreaker when I was 12 was obviously not as strong as the memory of loving Super Mario Brothers when I was five because uh, Jawbreaker is now out of my brain as a movie that is good. It Mm. it was there from the time I was from 13 to 31. Mm -hmm. But now Super Mario Brothers has elevated itself because I feel like I'm in the minority of people in the world that actually genuinely liked this movie.
2: I uh, I think that this is a good starting point For this whole podcast, because I think that it's very in vogue, and I'm sure we're gonna shit on films. I'm sure we're gonna get. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind. (laughs) I'm sure that within one or two podcasts, we're gonna start shitting on films. Yeah. Um, but it's very in vogue to shit on films now. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That's the sort of the thing to do is go. It wasn't perfect in his way, and it's like. That's funny, that's a funny thing to do And if a film's shit, you should say it's shit But this is a great little opening point of like When you're five years old It's all great and it's all like new And it's all a discovery Maybe you haven't even seen Jurassic Park Which came out a year earlier So you're like, (laughs) fuck yeah, dinosaurs Maybe you have seen Jurassic Park And you're like, fuck yeah, more dinosaurs Like that movie I love
1: Maybe you, know? you maybe you have played video games and been like, oh, fuck yeah, Mario and Luigi, and <laughs> only to discover nothing like it really.
2: Like, nothing like it.
1: I didn't grow up with video games. Right. Like, I never – I don't remember watching Super Mario Brothers and knowing it was a video game because I did not have them as a kid. See, we never I, had a Nintendo, nothing like that. So it never really – the the connection was never there between video game and film.
2: But I, see, I did. I knew Mario. I had a friend, Chris Glowacki, and I used to go to his house and play Mario Kart with him, and um, he would beat me every time. He would beat me every time, and I'd be like, just let me learn how to play. (laughs) (laughs) It was just four years of that. Um, And uh, he and I, uh, and then eventually... I went through some unemployment, a period of unemployment after university and one of my housemates had a Nintendo 64 and I got good at Mario Kart 64. I did it.
1: <laughs> I'm proud of so you. So
2: it, it's on the table. Chris Glowacki, I
1: challenge you. <laughs> I challenge you. We know you're you. listening, Chris. <laughs> we know how much you love Mario Brothers.
2: Um, but I did know it Right. And here's the thing, I didn't give a shit. I was There was no part of me that was like, oh, this is different. It was just like it's all part of the, like, the thing, you know, and it's all... Mm. And also, like, I wasn't really absorbing the story of the why the Mario was jumping up and down on little blocks. There wasn't... It's funny, like, mm. I think as, like, adults, particularly now... We get very, like, it wasn't a very loyal adaptation of the game. Like, what mm. the fuck did you want?
1: Yeah. <laughs> did, you want, did you want John Leguizamo just jumping on a mushroom <laughs> over a go- Like, what did you want? Although like there the- was jumping on mushrooms, to be fair.
2: There was <laughs> strange moments of adhering to the game. Yeah,
1: really odd ones where I was just like, oh. I." So, again, I didn't have them growing up. I didn't have video mm. games growing up. I did play a little bit at friends' houses and stuff like that. But I watched it with my partner and he was like, oh, that's a reference. Oh, that's – but they were weird. Yeah. Like there's just this one scene, for example, when Mario and Luigi find themselves in this other, this alternate reality where dinosaurs <laughs> kind of like – roam as humans or whatever that is the um, bulk
2: of the film is is it, it that and that has uh, zero to do with the game
1: zero <laughs> but there is a point where this woman's just like oh are you boys lost and they're like yeah no we are we could really use some help and she's like yeah you guys should be careful and then she like zaps them with some sort of electric it's almost like a um like a stunning device like a stun device and then mm. it's like give us your cooper coins And he goes, oh, that's a reference. I'm like, of course, you're collecting coins. But then it's never brought up again. And it's just like it's like the writer – I reckon the writers of this film played the game one night together. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like the writers sat down and they were like, all right, let's just spend a night where we play Super Mario Brothers. And so they did. They played it for a solid four hours. They took a ciggy break at some point in the 4 hours but they they had their, they had their steak and potato dinner then they sat down they played 2 hours of Mario then they broke for a siggy then they sat down they played another 2 hours and went, that was fun man can't wait to write this with you tomorrow because that's how it felt do you know what i mean there was no like real um what's the word i'm looking for there was no like desperate can need to adhere to certain can i parts of the game
2: can I offer an alternative theory? Sure. I've got a few. I've got a few. I kind of just want to run through every theory about the writer's relationship with this game. Please. Because there's a few. Um, My number one theory is it goes a little something like, you know, um, when you haven't watched a film for a really, really long time and and then someone's like, oh, have you seen this film? And you're like, yeah, I loved it. And then you get caught in a conversation about it and you're like, oh, I don't remember it that well. And you kind of just have to like grab at memories to like describe it. Um, And then also, you know, the type of person that like wasn't allowed to watch stuff as a kid. So would pretend they'd seen it like in primary school. Me, yes. You did that? Yeah. My
1: My mum never let me watch South Park. Oh, uh, so yeah. my mum was a like she was pretty chill with like what we did and stuff. Obviously, she didn't buy us Nintendo. Thanks, mum. But <laughs> she watched an episode of South Park and was like, this is shit. She just hated it. And because we only had one TV, she was like, I'm not dealing with that sound in my house. <laughs> Hate the voices. It's stupid. It's not, it's a dumb show. So I never got to watch South Park. But when South Park was really popular, I used to pretend I watched it all the time.
2: Yeah, so that, right? So I think that's like whatever the the screenwriter equivalent of that is i reckon like you know it's like actors often talk about how when they audition for the part on the fantasy film and they have to tick a box do you know how to ride a horse and they say yes and then they're like and then i worked it out i yes. reckon like i reckon like like on the drive if if they had wikipedia on phones then they didn't i reckon they got like a nintendo magazine and on the drive to the pitch meeting to be the writers of this film they they read that description and then they <laughs> got in and they're like what's what's the movie and then they pitched it and then then they wrote it and they've never played the game they never yep. ever played it until maybe the last draft and that's when they put in like that's when they maybe put in a few things but it was like like the cooper coins line. the cooper coins but there's things like um the the best layer i think in the entire thing is mm. like they knew that the Mario Brothers were plumbers.
1: Yes.
0: Like
2: they knew that they were plumbers. <laughs> yes. And in the game, it's quite inconsequential that they're plumbers. Doesn't it's matter more of an aesthetic choice.
1: It's 100%. That's exactly right. It's for, it's for the outfit. It's for
2: the outfit. It's for the fact that it was hard to make a mouth with that many pixels. So they gave him a mustache and thought, oh, he looks a bit like a, an Italian American plumber. Let's make him that. But this film. They talk about the plumbing so, so much, much.
1: <laughs> so much. It opens with them plumbing. The reason that they, uh, like the reason that they, the way they get out of a lot of situations is because they're plumbers.
2: It's like it's like so the key. use of their
1: tools. The belt is like the the plumber's belt with all the shit in it to do plumbing shit. It's
2: amazing. Like, it's like it's, it's like their gun. <laughs> It's literally like that's that's one of the three pieces of information they were given about the game. Yes. So they're like, we have to make sure they're plumbers. Yeah. Like I really <laughs> want to make this movie about a dinosaur alternate reality with Dennis Hopper. Yes. But but we do have to make sure they're plumbers or else yeah. they'll kick us off this film. And
1: they would just say stuff like like one of the lines, one of my favorite lines was a Dennis Hopper line. Um where I don't know, Mario and Luigi did something to fuck up his plans. And he just <laughs> screams. I'll kill that plumber <laughs> like, That's so full on this, but, My,
2: my, uh, my favourite line is Towards the end of the film They they walk in and they see a, Like there's a uh, Like a room of ancient dinosaur pipes Like ancient creaky dinosaur pipes And this is like the Sixth or seventh scene in the movie Where they walk into a room of pipes And yes. um, they go Oh these pipes are so like Hold and higgledy piggledy, and then uh, sexy Luigi, played by John Leguizamo, says, "Ah, uh, oh, it mustn't have been a union job." <laughs> Good, just plumbers,
1: plumber jokes. Just, just plumber it mustn't jokes. have
2: been a union job. I'm
1: like, who is this movie for? It's just so it's so flawed. I also noticed that it was one of those movies where every line tries to be the tagline or tries to be the because they went into this obviously with the budget that they went in with and the concept thinking this is going to be big this Mm. is going to be a big film we have to make sure that we have an iconic line like a mama always said life is like a box of chocolates or Mm. like um i love the smell of napalm in the morning they wanted a line that was going to ring true and always be kind of ...you know, the the tagline of the film. And there were so many of them. um, (laughs) There were so many of them. Like, see you later, alligator. So it's about dinosaurs, right? There's dinosaurs in this. They used see you later, alligator... ...as this fun little line before he kills somebody... ...or tries to kill somebody. But then they brought it back. But it's like they forgot that they said it. It's not like it had any reference to the first time it was said... It was like they thought the line was so clever that they would do it again <laughs> at the end of the film. See You Later Alligator is used twice.
2: That's amazing. And no
1: one, no one remembers it from the film. It wasn't like it was a thing. Another line I really thought was just so shit was, Do you know what I love about mud? It's clean and it's dirty at the same time.
2: That was the one that I wrote down as well. Like every Dennis Hopper line... has that, like, the cadences of a smart thought. Yes. The cadences of a, oh, wow, yeah, wow, Yeah, wow, that's. I've never thought about it that way. But that, and none of them make sense. Yes. And it's not a deliberate choice. It doesn't feel like it's a deliberate choice. It really truly feels like the writers were like, we want that to be the character that he makes these great points. Yeah. Uh, it has a bit of the trap of when when you're writing someone that's smarter than you.
1: Yes, <laughs> Do you know what I mean. Yes, yes. Like
2: the, the, the Dennis Hopper's character is smarter than the the, the writers. Yes, because <laughs> that line in particular. But he has a lot of them, and a, and 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 I wish I could remember any of the other ones. But that one is the best
1: because it's like everyone deserves what they've earned.
2: Yeah. That was one. That's that, but good. also
1: not true. Um, <laughs> like Whoever wrote that was like, that's a good one. That's a good line. That's a really good line. It's like, that is, that's some bullshit. But like, what is the mud line, Mish? What is, yeah.
2: It's dirty and clean at the same time.
1: Yeah. Do you know what like, I love about mud? It's dirty and it's clean at the same time.
2: And he's in like a mud bath. With, his like, like,
1: with his like, who was she? Like, just someone who was assisting him. Like, that, she's basically, she's the woman from um, Three Men and a Little Lady. <laughs> that's, I don't know the actress's name.
2: No. But she's
1: in Three Men and a Little Lady and she's the one who t- comes on to Tom Selleck. So that's probably cleared it up. For people who are like, who is she talking about? <laughs> she's the woman in Three Men and a Little Lady that hits on Tom lady? Selleck. Little Lady?
2: Is that like the
1: sequel? The sequel to Three Men and a Little Baby. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So that
2: is a sequel. You're not mispronouncing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. if you were wondering who the actor <laughs> was in Super Mario Brothers that plays Dennis Hopper's wife, assistant, girlfriend, assisted nemesis, like go, like
1: no one knows what that role was. Character.
2: Yeah. Um, it's the person that hit on Tom Selleck in Three Men and a Little Lady. Thanks yeah. so much for that, Mish. That really clears it up for me. No worries. Um,
1: <laughs> happy, happy to help. Um, yeah, he's sitting in a mud bath with her when he says that mud mm. line. And he, and he goes, it's,
2: it's dirty and clean. It's it said,
1: it's delivered
2: like the point when really that needed to be the challenge. You know what I mean? It needed mm-hmm. to be like, here's what I think. I think mud is dirty and clean at the same time. And then a character needed to go, what do you mean? And then the kicker? Then,
1: yes, well, that's. And then it's
2: like, this is why it's dirty and clean. And they go, ah, oh, and then we but as see, an audience.
1: Zach, the reason you know that is because you are a writer and the writers that wrote this film aren't. <laughs> at the core of it, though. Like at the core of it. Yes, <laughs> the they're core. paid the money to do it, but they're
0: not really, right? <laughs> it's. Um... Planning for your next trip?
2: It, the, 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 I, I should say, like, uh, we, we, like I loved the movie as well, and I was I was the same as you. Like, I was watching it, uh, and my partner was sort of doing other stuff around the place, and she just kept sort of saying, "This film sounds really bad," and I was just like, "Yeah," but it, but it wasn't. No, <laughs> I was like, "No, I love this." Yeah, and it, I loved and
1: it, it. I loved it.
2: But it is, it, it is kind of like. And and everything I loved about it is you're right, it's there's these these images and there's these moments and there's these like these like scenes that are just like so imprinted in me, like the city and that the like the her the girl, there's a moment where the girl comes through a wall and then they jump into the wall mm. and it's floating, and there's so many things that are in it. Um that I think that I suspect that they didn't really have a script when they started shooting this film. Yeah. They had a bunch me. of things that they wanted to do and mm. they were like, you know, we're going to get a big budget with this Mario. We, If we put the plumbing references and Mario in the yeah. movie, we can make the movie we always wanted to make.
1: Yes. And that's, then, that's such a good, that is exactly, I believe, I truly believe that's exactly what happened.
2: This is like this is that the filmmakers always wanted to make a movie about it, an alternative an alternative dinosaur universe and then they were like and we and we'll get the money if we put Mario in it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then and then I reckon there was just like the entire shoot was just like fighting with the studio or fighting with someone to keep mm. putting Mario references in it and then yes. like then they ended up with just 3 hours of stuff. And then yes. they're like, "All right, let's make a movie here. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's see what we can do with this."
1: Oh, I just I also love the element. I feel like we'll probably talk about this in other films as well because it's a, it happens quite a bit where we have to add a romance story. Like oh, there yeah. has to be a romance. And I remember quite young as well remembering like the kiss scene and stuff like that between Princess Daisy and Luigi, sexy Luigi played by John Leguizamo. Sexy but sexy uh, Princess Daisy and sexy Luigi. Sexy. Yeah, let's just I know what we'll do is we'll we'll take Luigi, but we need a love story and we can't just have a love story with just plain old Luigi. We'll make him sexy Luigi <laughs> so that the love story is believable. But what about Daisy? She's not really a sexual character. No, we'll just make her one. <laughs> Like it's easy. It's so easy. It's like, but why can't we just? Why can't we just have like normal Luigi and normal Daisy and maybe create a love story? Nah, <laughs> it's got to be sexy. They got gotta get. It just has to be the Lu- two
2: sexiest people you've ever seen in your life.
1: <laughs> yeah, but also, can I just say, mm. just realistically as well, um, their relationship happened so fast. Like I hate to take this – I hate to make – like clearly we didn't watch a documentary, okay? But (laughs) they met each other at a phone booth Mm -hmm. and like great little scene. Met each other at a phone booth in the real world Mm -hmm. in um, Brooklyn uh, in 1993. So like near the World Trade Center. Um, (laughs) Yep, that was there. (laughs) Um, uh, They met there. Then that night they went on a double date with Mario and his partner – ...whose name was...
2: Carmela Soprano.
1: Yep, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, they went on a double date. And then that night... Um, ...all of this shit went down... ...and she mm. got uh, kidnapped essentially... ...and taken into this King Cooper world. <laughs> so let's say realistically... ...because they were sitting around that morning... ...before they got the call out to go down to the phone booth... where ...whatever. They might have known each other for maybe eight hours. mm do you know what I mean? Like, we'll give them – give better than a doubt. Ten hours. They haven't even known each other a day. And I understand that sexy Luigi is a good man who wants to do good things. And so he wants to – he sees this woman get kidnapped. He's like, I've got to save her. But he's doing it for love. It's like, that's mental. That is insane. You, have, you don't know her. Go – call the police. Like, you don't know her. You – like – as someone who dated quite a bit, I did some I did some app dating, right? Granted wasn't around in 1993, but mm. I did myself some app dating. One date is not enough to put yourself in that kind of danger for love.
2: The other thing is as well, I love it as well because at the end of the movie it's so like profound it's so, like their love is so profound. He literally says, like, he's
1: like, come on, Daisy. Like, you know how I feel about you. What, well, how do you feel, Luigi, like that you want a second date? Like,
2: <laughs> what do you mean? Like they what? haven't even seen each other for the entire movie. Like she's no. been hanging out with a little dinosaur. He's been, he's oh, been Oh, but that like, was so oh,
1: cute. <laughs> right, cute on?
2: little dinosaur. Little,
1: <laughs> little Yoshi.
2: Oh, Yoshi. Or um, how they say Yoshi. <laughs> It, it it is really like I like I think you're right though. It it was a thing that they just sort of stopped doing maybe five years ago, where they were just like, Oh, like you need a whole movie to develop a love story. Like it mm-hmm. needs to be core. Cool. You can't just do two scenes. Yeah. But like But legitimately <laughs> I think up until five years ago. That's been a storytelling convention for like five hundred years. Yeah, like genuinely, like from Shakespeare's time, it was just like, oh, we're in love now, and you're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah. it's literally five hundred like, years of this, and then now, like five years ago, people were like, oh, nah, like if we've only got ten minutes for that, let's just not have it happen. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> I think, I think it's insane that their first kiss was their goodbye kiss was their i'm so sad and then they do like a f- 3 weeks later and he's just like moping around on the couch because his first date with this woman that he really liked granted she decided that she wanted to stay on you know to basically was just like thanks so much luigi but no i've got some shit going on with my family right now i'm trying to i <laughs> I've need just to get discovered th- I'm my a dad i just found out that my dad was fungus which was another weird. I just found out that my dad was like a mushroom his whole life. And like now he's back, and it's like, I need to get to know my dad. And then he's being a big sookie Lala on the couch. Do you know how many times I've been rejected after a first date? <laughs> That's a real sad thing to admit. But yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks. It sucks when your first date doesn't lead to a second, especially when you think, oh man, I can really see this developing somewhere. It's shit. I get it it's shit but you do just pick yourself up and move on my housemate went on a first date recently mm. and he was whipped on it like he was just like oh she's so she's so great and she came back from the first date and she was like look he was nice but no I don't see it going anywhere and then she, he messaged her and was like the next day. and was like, "Hey, I miss you so much. like I can't wait to like organize a second date with you. This is going to be so great." She wrote him back this really nice message. She was like, "Hey, I'm so sorry like we're about to go into lockdown again. I don't really see myself pursuing anything at the moment. Um, uh, but you know I wish you well, I just don't see, I just don't see any kind of romantic future for us. but take care of yourself. It was really nice to get to know you. He wrote her back, the most insane message. That was just like, well, the reason I didn't write back to you last night was because maybe I feel the exact same way you do, which is that I'm not really that keen. And to be completely honest with you, um, why do you think it took me like a week to ask you out in the first place? It's because I wasn't even interested then. And like you really need to notice a good guy when you meet one and best of luck to you. But the reason that you're single is because um, you don't know uh, a genuine man when he's right standing right in your face.
0: <laughs>
1: it was absolutely insane. Anyway, I feel like sexy Luigi... Might not have been an asshole like this guy that my friend went on a date with. But he's dealing with some of those issues. It's like, man, sometimes it just doesn't work out after a first date. And what you just went through, Get, you need some therapy, man. Like, that was fucking full on. And you're just sitting there going, oh, the love of my life. There's something up there, man. If you meet someone for one night and you're like, that's the love of my life. Like, believe me, that, that's just not how it works, eh?
2: It's it anyway. definitely, it definitely
1: is not. Sorry, no. I've got
2: feelings about I this. love that so much. It, 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 when you put it into context, if he wanted a second date and she was like, listen, if you haven't seen Mario Brothers or you don't remember Mario Brothers, you are probably so lost right now.
1: Yeah, sorry. I'm so sorry. So, so
2: no, no, because it, 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 you need to understand this is not us this is not really about us not conveying the plot that much watching the film. You feel comparably lost. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it, it is, um, it, it is tough. So, but basically what happened is he went on a great date with like a smoking babe. Like we have to yeah. acknowledge like, a, and I say this with full, like, um, you know, candor because John Leguizamo, and babe as well. They're both smoking babes. Yeah, hundred percent. Just, just smoking. They're really beautiful, and that's what he feels. When I find. He sees I her. think that
1: twenty twenty John Leguizamo was a smoking babe, but yeah. nineteen ninety three John Leguizamo universally smoking babe. Like
2: smoking, and yeah. uh, and and that's what happens at the phone, right? He he doesn't go. Oh, I, I think think he doesn't know she's an uh, an archaeologist or a paleontologist no. at that point. She's just he wearing doesn't... a khaki vest. <laughs> You know, he doesn't know, when he, when he sees her on the phone, he doesn't know that she's uh, smart, that she's very strong-willed, that she's fighting against uh, corrupt unions in order to preserve a very important paleontologi- paleontological dig site. He doesn't know all these things. He just knows, wow, this is like a and babe. Yeah. And he goes, I'd love to go on a date with this smoking babe. His older brother helps him out. He goes on a date. And it's a good date. And he goes, I reckon at the end of that date, he goes, she's a smoking babe. And I think based on the little I know about her, Mm -hmm.
1: this could work. But you only exchange pleasantries on a date. The first date especially. The first date is essentially just to make sure that you're not on a date with someone who's a psychopath.
2: No, yeah.
1: The first absolutely. date is literally just establishing you're not crazy, cool, neither am I. That is what yeah. the first date is.
2: It's like you know how to do social mores. And yes. let's be honest, you know, um uh, uh, Mario uh, Mario's uh partner was doing most of the talking. Luigi and uh Pete, Peach Princess whatever her name is. Princess they didn't Daisy. Really, Princess Daisy, they didn't you know have much time to talk. So He really is only on Smoke and Babe for the movie because then they're apart for the rest of it. And then at the end she goes, he goes, I'd love a second date. And she goes, she says exactly what you, she goes, look, I am a dinosaur queen. (laughs) I just found out I'm a
1: dinosaur
2: queen. Um, Not
1: only am I a dinosaur queen, but my long lost father. I thought I was adopted – like, I was adopted by nuns.
2: I've never known my father. And, never and known what either. we know now in 2010 <laughs> is being raised by nuns is not a good experience. No. She's had a bad upbringing. That's not even – we're not even going to get into that until, like, six months into the relationship. Yeah. We're not even touching the nun stuff yet.
1: Yeah, I haven't even brought that up <laughs> yet. Like,
2: Like uh, – like, I haven't I haven't dealt with the nun stuff. Yeah, I
1: have yet. years of therapy to work through for me to be able to accept what happened to me. I'm not about to bring that into your life.
2: Like we are not even talking about the nun stuff. The only thing that's on the table after date one
0: yeah. is
2: we're very attracted to each other. We're both 10 out of 10s in the looks department. We're very attracted <laughs> to each other. We have a chemistry. Um, the other thing that we now know ...is that the father that I never knew existed...
1: <laughs> What's a is, ...is a
2: mushroom. ...has been a mushroom. He's a mushroom. Yeah. You've got to understand... ...like I didn't even know I had a dad... ...and now I know he's a mushroom?
1: Yeah. A lot's happened here. Okay, not only that... ...but I went through an incredibly traumatic experience... ...where I was kidnapped, kidnapped. by two men... ...and thrown into a room with a bunch of other women. That's, that in itself is traumatic... And then beyond that, I find out that I'm the key to something that could destroy the world as we know it. I get my body is used for that. At some point, King Cooper hits on me for no reason. (laughs) That was a weird moment. King Cooper hits on me for no reason. I meet my fungus dad. (laughs) I meet my fungus dad who's now back to being a human again. I find out that it wasn't that he didn't want me. So I get so to, I've create got to a process whole, that. I've got to process that. I get to create a relationship with this, with my fungus dad, who's now just a real person. And I find out I'm a fucking princess. So, like,
2: so, so not only do I have to deal with with the fact that uh, my father didn't abandon me, he became a mushroom. And 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 that was out of his control. I gotta process that, right? <laughs> And that's going to really inform my relationship with men going forward. Yeah. I'm going to process this mushroom situation. Not only that, and we're not talking about the nun stuff yet. No, I don't want to talk about the nun stuff. I don't want to talk about the nun stuff.
1: Yeah.
2: Not only all of those things, not only all of... I now have the responsibility of being the a dinosaur queen.
1: Yeah. yeah that's P.S. a lot of... P.S. I'm a fucking dinosaur. Like... <laughs> I was born out of an egg. Like I've lived my life thinking I was just like you. Just a a mum and dad, human mum and dad raised me or like in my case nuns but we're not touching on that yet. We're not touching on that yet. I just assumed I was a mammal.
0: Mm.
1: I just found out I'm reptile. That's so much to process and I'm sorry because, yes, I think you're hot and I think you're funny and I respect your career choice. I think that's really cool and I think that you're obviously a, a, the kind of person that will take care of me. You're compassionate and I appreciate that. But, man, this has been bad timing because all of this has just come into my life.
2: Like I You just want a think... second
1: date. Don't push this, Luigi, because, <coughs> like, I don't want to think you're a bad guy. But no,
2: like Luigi, you got to understand this is not a no and don't like, this is not a no from me right now. This is like, and I know you probably get this a lot, man. I know you probably get this a lot, but I really think we could make this work. I I just don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be based in Brooklyn or in this alternate dinosaur dimension <laughs> yeah. you know so like like I've, I have to work that out like yeah I just don't think it's fair on you to like be ma- trying to make this work while I'm between two dimensions one of which I didn't know existed mm. I mean on top of that um uh, I, I'm a vegetarian I'm a vegetarian yeah. okay so let's 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 put this into context I'm a vegetarian in 1993 where there wasn't a lot of great vegetarian options um mm. Um, what I think is a good vegetarian option is a bowl of steamed vegetables. Vegetables, yeah. Because there is a scene where a Goomba offers me some raw meat and I ask instead not for like a a pasta d'olio. I ask instead (laughs) for a bowl of steamed vegetables, okay?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, uh, The
1: concept of turning lentils into burgers hasn't even come into my life yet, Luigi.
2: So I'm a vegetarian. I made that choice because the nuns that raised me told me I was a human. I'm now discovering there's a good chance I'm a carnivorous reptile, <laughs> and I've only been eating steamed vegetables for the last five or six years. Ever since God I watched God knows that what documentary. that's done
1: to my body, Luigi. I, I have sick. to go to I have to go to I have to go to the doctor.
2: <laughs> I have to go to a doctor that in this dimension that understands. Yeah. So here's when I decided to become a vegetarian. It happened when I was 12 years old, Luigi. When I was 12 years old, I uh, I watched. <laughs> Uh, that was, it was 19, it was around 1980 <laughs> uh, and I watched an episode of Different Strokes about vegetarianism or some <laughs> TV show and I thought, you know what, I don't want to eat animals anymore and my, yeah. the nuns were really cruel about, they were, like Luigi, well, the nuns were cruel when I said yeah. I didn't want to eat meat anymore.
1: <laughs> and I said <laughs> I don't want to touch on the nuns thing. Okay? I, don't I, want I, to really, I it. really don't want to talk about it. I don't want but to it talk is about important to note that they were mean to me. Okay, and, and
2: if and and we can't talk. So here's the thing: we're going to do a great eight months of dating, but if you're thinking about asking me to decide which dimension I want to live in, when we haven't even talked about the nun thing,
1: yeah, we have. Or we haven't even talked about the fact that I might have done irreversible damage to my body by only consuming plants. So you have got to
2: understand, I was very responsible in my vegetarianism. Uh, I went to a doctor. <laughs> I talked through what would be lacking. I took vitamins. Uh, and I've been feeling really, really, really sick my entire life, before yeah. I was a vegetarian. I, you, I, you,
1: the lethargy I have experienced.
2: I'm so tired. I get cramps. Uh, yeah. I don't want to talk about what's happening when I poo. <laughs> and we don't want to talk about it. I've been on one date. I'm a smoking babe. You don't want to think about me shitting. I, should, but I shouldn't my have God. to talk
1: to you about my bowel movements, Luigi. We're Not one yet. date in. We're one date in, man. And
2: I find out... That maybe the reason that I've been shitting seven times a day is because even though I sought guidance, that doctor gave me that guidance under the assumption that I was a human being.
1: And now that I've found out that I'm rept I'm a reptile, my body can't process that level of fiber, Luigi.
2: <laughs> Luigi. Oh, Luigi, at the very least, if I continue to be a vegetarian for ethical reasons, I've got to be taking completely different supplements. I've got to be taking the sort of supplements that are suitable to a dinosaur bowel.
1: Man, what are you doing?
2: What are <laughs> so you doing? Are the reasons, You're a fucking Luigi. freak, man.
1: Yeah, Luigi, these are the reasons. I can't agree to a second date. All right, I can't agree to a second date just now. I'm not down. saying I don't think you're hot. I'm not saying that it wasn't you a good are, first you're smoking, date. You are smoking, man. You're so hot. I agreed to you date so... you off a short conversation at a phone booth. That's how hot you are. You're hot. But then
2: you've also got, but Luigi, you've also got to realize I'm hot too.
1: Yeah, this like, is not. Like not only you... am I hot, Luigi, but I'm a fucking princess now.
2: Like, like... I am a dinosaur princess. <laughs> I am so attractive, Luigi. <laughs> I am so attractive. And if you want to know
1: how attractive I am. Yeah. If you want to know (laughs) how attractive I am, watch Winona Ryder's Little Women. I'm older Amy, Luigi. (laughs) I'm I'm older Amy. That's who I am. Luigi. Luigi, I suspect, I suspect that.
2: It was me along with baby spice that informed Zach's taste in women I yeah. suspect that's how attractive I am yeah <laughs> Luigi so Luigi. I'm a 10 out of 10 okay and you're a 10 out of 10 mm. so let's not pretend let's not pretend that you're reaching down like hey you want to go on a date with me I know you pull that move with some of the other Brooklyn girls I am a genius. <laughs> Yes. In spite of a very difficult upbringing that I will not go into.
1: Yeah, I'm not going into it. But can you imagine coming out of the upbringing I had with nuns? You can only imagine because we're not going into it. I became an archaeologist, Luigi. <laughs> Luigi I in an spite while of feeling so sick my whole life. Now knowing it's because of my ethical diet while shitting myself every day. I became an archaeologist.
2: The shame of shitting myself during an exam in the final year of high school and continuing to work so that I could go to university. I went to a good university. I am smart. Mm -hmm. I am brilliant. Uh I did that in spite of my upbringing. I'm also a 10 out of 10. I'm smarter than you. I'm better paid than you. (laughs) I'm as attractive as you. And I've got so much stuff to deal with.
1: Hmm. And also, Luigi's like, <laughs> should we address the fact that I am standing next to a baby dinosaur? <laughs> I'm literally standing next to this baby dinosaur called Yoshi. That Was everyone it? wants to call Yoshi. <laughs> this is a little Yoshi dinosaur. There man. is a dinosaur next to me, Luigi. And neither of us are freaking out anymore. That's how dead we are inside after what just happened to us.
2: Just well, what murdered, we just see after what we just saw.
1: We yeah. Well, after what we just saw, my, I saw my dad as a mushroom. My, your brother, your brother Bob Hoskins, just killed a man. He just killed someone. We are so dead inside after what just happened to us. This is how much psychiatric help we need now. We are standing next to a dinosaur while having this conversation and you still want to go on a second date? You still want to convince me to leave, leave this?
2: You also just saw your older brother, who has been a bastion of truth, who has been, uh, who helped you go on this date, yeah. who you've looked up to for years, who you're doing your apprenticeship under, your plumbing apprenticeship under. You just saw him uh, kiss a woman he'd just met, despite having being in a relationship with Carmela Soprano, kissing yes. a big, big, beautiful woman, uh, <laughs> who g- gives him uh, uh, flying boots. Yeah, so but you're I, love, processing- I love that
1: character so much. <laughs>
2: God. So you're processing the fact that um, your brother probably isn't happy in his relationship and he's given you so much advice, yeah. so much guidance about relationships. You're not processing the fact that, oh, wait, shit, Mario's not happy, man. Yeah, He's not happy. He wants to be with a big, beautiful woman who gives him flying boots. <laughs> That's, his, that's, what he, that's who he's attracted to, yeah. but because of years of shame and social conditioning, he's, he's with someone else on earth? Yeah. No.
1: Who also no. seems to be really lovely. So not only do we have to grapple with the fact that he's clearly attracted to the, flying, the woman who gave him flying boots with the, the large breasts. <laughs> he clearly likes her. His current partner is really sweet. She's, She's so nice. Sweet. She's about to get her heart broken. And I'm going to say arguably, considering they've been together for a while, you you, you know her quite well. Mm.
2: Like, And you, you, you're not even, nah, none of that,
1: nothing not to the dinosaur. Nothing, you're talking
2: no. about a second
1: date? That's insane. Call, Call me Luigi. in a week, have f- man. <laughs> have you forgotten about the fact that you've seen grown men get de-evolved to, to become giants with tiny heads called Goombas. Um, Goombas that didn't exist to you. Yeah, they were a thing. And then now all of a sudden you're like, not only do I accept that they're Goombas, but do you want to go on a second date? No, Luigi. No. Not now.
2: Maybe in six months, but I've got to be honest with you. The fact that you're being pushy right now. Yeah, it's not
1: really that attractive. Yeah, that's a red flag. When I call my girlfriends to debrief about this first date, <laughs> I guarantee you they'll be like, babe, Daisy, babe, that's a red flag.
2: That's a red flag. <laughs>
1: that's a red flag. And I won't see it. I won't see it because dating has destroyed me. <laughs> Not only is my dad a mushroom, your brother killed a man. I've seen humans be de evolved into lizard men. Lizard but men, I'm I'm, not, I'm I'm really bad at dating. I'm And not good. you're really I'm not exhibiting some really bad red flags right now that I have to I have to, you know, keep an eye out for.
2: Call me in a week,
1: babe. Call me in a week.
2: Call me but, in a week.
1: But I'm going to deactivate all my dating apps because dating's just not for me right now. You won't see me on on Tinder again.
2: You you won't. You won't see me on Bumble.
1: I won't be on Hinge. You can t- you can forget you can forget about match.com. <laughs> you won't see me there, Luigi, okay? <laughs> and I'm sorry that the there. timing has been so bad, but I have to go now. This I is, have to yeah. go now and and just cry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I have to cry, Luigi. So
1: basically what Zach and I are saying is if they'd given that relationship a little bit more, structure. <laughs> And a, a little bit more depth, worked. it might have worked.
2: And if that one part of the film, if they just tightened that up, yeah, the, the film as a whole would have made sense. Absolutely, that was the only <laughs> issue structurally with that film.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. That, well, all that,
2: that, that being said, all that being said, any movie that brings Goombas into the world oh. deserves ten out of ten. And here's a he, This Goombas. is really
1: cute. Um, a little childhood memory of mine. My mum used to call my dad Goomba, as a, a term of endearment, but she used to call him Goomba. Because of that because, movie? Yeah, because he was just this big oaf man <laughs> with, a, with a little head and she would call him a Goomba. I think and
2: the I just, movie, uh, like, it's one of those things where people shit on it. It It, it is, it's, it's, I think it's had more of an impact on the world than I think people give it credit for. It gave us Goombas.
1: It did give us Goombas.
2: I think there's like four or five things that I'm obsessed with now. I think it floating, gave us another
1: movie where Dennis Hopper plays a villain. I <laughs> we love needed, a Dennis Hopper we villain. needed more of those. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dennis Hopper. I, I reckon there's going to be more Dennis Hopper villains in 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 Legos I just feel it. Oh
1: yeah, and if it's not Dennis Hopper, it it is. <laughs>
2: it's just I It's just
1: <laughs> actors that they they wanted Dennis Hopper. He couldn't do it, so they got the next best thing. <laughs> like anyone like the, any villain in any of the mid-90s thrillers, they all want Dennis Hopper. They, they
2: couldn't offered
1: get, it to they Dennis they first. They offered it to Dennis first. They couldn't get Dennis Hopper. So they got insert miscellaneous whoever. Actor, whoever. <laughs> insert not Dennis Hopper.
2: Not Dennis <laughs> Hopper. Because Dennis Hopper's great in this mm. film. Uh it, uh, the, 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 the 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 jumping through rocks, the floating, it feels oh, very much good, like...
1: I'm so sorry, but how good was the mattress? So there is a part where Mario rescues the Brooklyn girls that have all been uh, kidnapped because they're trying to find Princess Daisy and they've obviously kidnapped a bunch of women that aren't Prin- Princess Daisy thinking that it was. He goes and rescues them all and then they jump on a Goomba mattress and they go on mm. this like ice slide, which is like a big water slide kind of, with a mattress full of Goombas behind them and during it they play this super manic electric guitar.
2: Oh, <laughs> like, it's amazing. And it's
1: the most early 90s like that would have been a perfect time to insert some of the video game music. Oh, would have yeah. been so clever. But no, no. We're going to we're going to use the most manic like erratic electric guitar riffs. <laughs> It was so good. I'm pretty sure you can find that scene on YouTube if you just want to there's look. There's a the real scene.
2: thing in like uh movies from before 1995 where there's always like a scene that would make a great theme park ride if the movie ever like took off. Yes. Yes. And then even if those movies get rides based on the movies, then they never use that scene. Like it's mm. like this real thing because that that's but even that, like they go down this slide and it's like that could have been a great opportunity to do some like jumping or like some yeah. pipes. They really could have taken more from the games.
1: That's what I mean. I really don't think they played it much. <laughs> I think it was I think it was a night of the riders playing the game while having Legit. chats. Um, you know, eating some pizza and, and talking <laughs> about like Oh, like I reckon I had a really great chat with John Leguizamo. He's up and coming. Do you remember him? I reckon yeah, we could get him that. on board.
2: And then I reckon, do you know what I reckon? I reckon the directors came around and they were like, hey, we played the game. And they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, whatever. Like if you wanted to do that. Um, so we want it to be about a dinosaur parallel dimension. Mm-hmm. And we want to just make a fake city and then just shoot it there. And they're like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yep,
2: sure. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. Uh, but we did play the game, and they have like little uh, walking bomb things, and they're like, "Cool, all right, yeah, you can put that in." Do, is fun. Is that instead of the dinosaurs?
1: No, no, we can have both. Both, yeah, no, both. Okay, okay, sure. Okay, yeah. Another element I do really want to touch on is Bob Hoskins being in this film. I think in the early nineties, that was when he was really thriving. Like, he'd already established himself as a credible. Actor, whereas John Leguizamo, want I, we both believe that this was what he believed was going to be his big break. That yes, this was going to be. John was put in a position where he thought that by being Luigi in Super Mario Brothers, he fucking made it big.
2: This was going to be his. Uh, uh, to to this movie to Leguizamo was going to be the Just Dance to his Lady Gaga, or the I Kissed a Girl to Katy Perry. This Katie was going Perry. to be his yes, breakout that's, role.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. Um. Whereas with Bob Hoskins, I believe, this he'd already established. Like, I mean, he'd already been in Mermaids, mm. which arguably one of my favourite movies of all time. I really <laughs> love Bob Hoskins. I really love... When he passed away a few years ago, I was... Like, I had that whole nostalgic, like, need to watch some of the old films that, like, he was in. Um, and he is fucking great as Mario. Yeah. Like, he is fucking great as Mario. He, would like, I... I, I wish for both of them this movie had been more successful.
2: <laughs> Do you know, legitimately, like, you're absolutely right. Like, it's it's awesome casting. It's, oh. it, Bob Hoskins, Hus- I don't think either of them are Italian, but YOLO. No. Bob Hoskins is amazing, amazing as Mario. Luigi, like, I think that's a great take on Luigi. Mm-hmm. It's just a really, it's really well cast. It's, it's. It's got so much going for it. And it's one of those things where it's like, give me a, give me 20 Mario brothers of mm. like just flawed, giving it a crack, mm. throwing shit at the wall over like, I don't know. Like solid three-star films. Do you know what I mean? Like the the Mario Brothers movie that they would make now would be so safe and so considered and so fine. Yes. It would just be fine. Yeah. And they'd get it, yeah.
1: I feel like this Mario Brothers, a good analogy, is like when you go to a buffet Mm -hmm. and everything is good, like Mm. all of the stuff is good. So you get a plate and you put a little bit of everything on the plate And as you're eating it, you're like, oh, I'm going to take a bite of that. Yum, yum. Oh, I'm going to take a bite of that. Yum, yum. But as you're kind of halfway through the meal, all the dishes have kind of combined into one dish Mm. and it tastes like shit. Mm. (laughs) You know what Mm. I mean? Like when your curry has mixed with your Caesar salad at the buffet. For some reason I
2: always see, uh, uh, every time I see a plate of buffet food, Mm. is this off topic? Yes, but I think we can loop it back around. I always see like a hoikin noodle dish that really shouldn't have been in a bain-marie.
1: Yeah, but, but that's, that's what I mean. Meat. Like, but you're like, oh yum, I love those noodles. Oh, I also really, really love uh pumpkin beetroot and walnut salad. I'll put mm. that on there. Oh, what's this over here? Oh, veggie spring rolls. I'll take a couple of those. I'm gonna put that right here on my plate. Oh my god, scallop potatoes. <laughs> Big. Oh, there's only just a little bit left. That's okay. I'll just get the sauce at the bottom. And mm. Put that on top, <laughs> and then as you're eating, it, you're like, oh, yummy scalloped potatoes, oh, yummy noodles, and then before you know it, that plate is kind of meshed into one big noodle cream, mm. uh, phyllo pastry fucking walnut and you, dish, and it you, tastes like shit. You can't this place. Movie,
2: you can't place what thing didn't work with the other thing. Yes,
1: and before, but you want it, but like you remember, want you remember loving each dish individually, so you make your way through the plate. Even though it's just, and by the time you finished it, you're full, and you can't go back and just enjoy some noodles because you're full.
2: No, yes, and and you go, yes, this movie is that you were you were yep. going to dr- draw it together, you were going to bring yep. it back. Do you want to bring it back?
1: This this movie is just like a plate of mixed dishes from a buffet.
2: Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> it yeah, man. It would have. It, it is a
2: great example of like. It
1: is. Let's just leave it a bit. Be- yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> yes, I was just going <laughs> to say like,
2: but would you rather that, Mish, this is my challenge to you. Mm-hmm. Would you rather that than like a th- solid okay La Poquetta bowl of pasta? Which is That's what the, the question though, isn't now.
1: it? Yeah, that's the question. Because I don't
2: think a Mario Brothers movie is ever going to be like, fancy grossi florentino three michelin star Star. no never you know you've got a choice between an okay bowl of pasta Mm -hmm. a really solid we're not going to make a mistake or this buffet situation
1: let me just put it this way Mm -hmm. i'm really glad i went to the buffet
2: wow (laughs) wow
1: yeah (laughs) thank you so much america thank you you america (laughs) thank you america
2: um that's great. That's fantastic. Mm. Do you have any final thoughts on Super Mario Brothers the movie, Michelle Whitecrop? Um,
1: I look, I it didn't let me down. It genu- genuinely it didn't let me down. I remember loving it as a kid and based on that, I still love it. Um it was really great to see John Leguizamo play sexy Luigi. Um and it was always like genuinely loved Bob Hoskins. It was really nice to kind of see him again uh yeah i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it so something that we're wanting to add to this podcast is we want to score the project the film the tv show whatever out of five but not just five stars no no no
2: no no we're no. we're scoring
1: out of leguizamos
2: this is five. now what is
1: a what is a leguizamo we what don't is know. a
2: leguizamo i i don't know what a leguizamo is
1: we don't know what it is <laughs> so it's, it's not a star we want to be
2: very very clear at, at the outset it's not a star.
1: So, like, when you go on to review our podcast and you give it five stars, which you do, mm-hmm. that's five stars. Let's keep doing that.
2: If you go on to, like, a Metacritic or a Rotten Tomatoes and, and you if, – if, if someone from Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes is listening right now and wants to put our score into the Rotten Tomatoes a- aggregate, it won't work because it's won't not work. a star. Yeah,
1: we're giving it a Leguizamo. Like out of like out, out of five, of five
2: Leguizamos, Leguizamos.
1: What would you it's give It's a them? different so, thing. Yeah, and it would be different for you as the listener. <laughs> what I believe a Leguizamo to be is different from what Zach may believe a Leguizamo is. You know what I mean? It's so, definitely
2: reflective of quality, but the amount, yes. like like we really do take into account how much John Leguizamo is in the film.
1: Yep. Or the impact. Let's just put it that way. The, the impact. The
2: impact of Leguizamo. So he Leguizamo might not be has. in it in a lot.
1: All right, no, I get what you're saying. Anyway, yeah. when it comes to Super Mario Brothers, Ooh. I it's it's okay. I would taking everything into consideration that we have discussed,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I would give it a solid, a solid four leguizamos.
2: Uh, so my score, Mish, is uh, uh, it is four and a half leguizamos oh out of five wow. leguizamos. It loses a half Leguizamo. It could have been a perfect score. It loses a half Leguizamo because it hurt Leguizamo's career by not doing well. Okay. But um, it it's a near perfect Leguizamo for me.
1: That's great. That's very, very good.
2: And we're going to post the Leguizamo scores as well on our Instagram. So in the comments of that, let us know. And, and, and your reasoning is really important here.
1: Mm, of course. Um, um, now also what we are going to do at the end of each episode of this podcast is we are going to... Uh, read some reviews that we get from you guys um, Mm. on how you're finding it and like, you know, just your favourite bits and pieces or whatever. We will be reading some reviews that we get uh, on Mission Zach's Rama. But because this is our first episode and we haven't been able to get any reviews on it because you guys haven't heard any of us yet, what we've been doing is asking some questions on our Instagram page, which is at Mission Zach. So please jump over there and follow us if you don't already. Um, And we're going to read out some of the answers uh now so the question that we asked on our instagram was which video game would you most like to see made into a movie and we got heaps of replies like so many so many um a couple of my favorites was uh one of them was tetris
2: that would be great that would be
1: great like i'd love to see what someone could do with uh with tetris can i just Um, say
2: i would love to see what a 90s mid-budget Film would do with Tetris. I know what they'd do with Tetris now. It would just be like a mediocre animation with the yes. biggest names they can get. Yeah, it would just be like, "Hey, I'm the silly sized block," and it yes. would suck. Ninety three Tetris movie would could be really interesting.
1: Yeah, it, no, genuinely, it could. It could be very, very good. Fuck, <laughs> um, uh, Sims two. Uh, that's that would be that would be something David Lynch would do. <laughs> How would you do, a Sims? 2? I don't know, but David Lynch knows. <laughs> but I've got no idea. Uh, we have Grand Theft Auto.
2: Yeah, that would make a, a fine film.
1: Yeah. Then we've also got Flappy Bird, and I thought about Flappy Bird, and it's like that is genuinely some some bullshit movie that would get made now, like an animation that would just be so shit.
2: But if you fl- did, if you did Flappy Bird, right? But it was like a parody of the film I just described. Like if you did a flappy bird that is like trying to be... You know, the Angry Birds movie, but the yeah. Flappy Bird is just a complete fucked cunt. Yeah. That could be a pretty brilliant movie. <laughs> that could be that would <laughs> that would be very funny. Just like this, like <laughs> the whole world is constructed in this really cynical way. They've yeah. just brought on the best writer, the best actors, they bring them in, they make the movie for a yeah. summer release. That's the construct. But yeah. in the middle of it is like,
1: oh, I'm Flappy Bird! <laughs> And finally, just finally, my favorite uh answer was Sing Star. <laughs> I think that's so that's so funny. Because it would star like it would be a Disney it would for sure be one yeah, of those Disney great. movies for preteens starring I don't know who Vanessa Hudgens is now, but who she was <laughs> ten years, yeah. twenty years it's ago. The,
2: it's the it's the it's the the they've done their run of Disney tv sitcoms yes and this is their step up they're 17 yes. now yeah i know exactly who you're talking about
1: yep. um and i just think that sing star i would and john leguizamo would be in that <laughs> like, he would just absolutely paycheck
2: leguizamo yeah he 100%. would play the protective
1: dad that doesn't want his daughter to become a sing star <laughs>
2: It's. Do you know what I keep think in it mind? Is? I've
1: never played this game. I'm just it's assuming like a, what it's about. Well, that's what how the writers would approach it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I We learned nothing it. from Mario Brothers. <laughs> oh, fuck. I reckon. I reckon. Um, um, uh, I reckon it would be what was that one with um, with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga?
1: Um, oh, uh, a star. A star. A is star born. is
2: born. It would be like the beats of a star is born, but with seventeen year olds.
1: Yes. Like a, in high school.
2: Yeah, and a funny – it's like you could be the next sing star. Yeah. I can't believe the sing star auditions are coming to my school and yeah. my favourite character in all of it would be the the goofy, closeted gay friend that wears a hat.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely, but then comes through at the end as like an amazing keyboard player or something. <laughs> <laughs> and there'd be that goofy, arty teacher that gives them all the life lessons. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's like, no, I and think you can do this. And then, and John Leguizamo is the dad who's saying like, um, no, you have to study. And your mum, who is dead now, she was a sing star, it was and because she, she was it a- ruined her life.
0: And, and then, then the comes, art teacher comes up and says, like, the
1: yeah. Then he comes to the final, but the art teacher's like, I knew your mother, and she wanted you to do this. It was her dying wish that you would be a sing star. And then when when Vanessa Hudgens, when new new Vanessa Hudgens (laughs) comes out, John Leguizamo goes and sees his daughter sing and it reminds him of his wife. His and that was wife. why he
2: that's why he loved her in the first place. Yeah, exactly. I also just want to say one thing on the art teacher. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favourite layer of the art teacher <laughs> is that I, I'm sitting, I can see, I'm like a fly on the wall for the casting meeting where they're deciding who to cast as the art teacher. Yeah. And they've gotten really excited about the idea of casting Paul Rudd and then like someone in the room is like, Paul Rudd's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. He's too big for <laughs> it. And they're like, we can at least reach out to his agent. <laughs> they're like, yeah. Paul Rudd's not going to do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're like, why don't we reach out? Like we've got, <laughs> but then they don't get. They don't get him. But who they do end up getting is like, like an actor that used to be massive, but isn't anymore.
2: Uh, maybe Taylor Lautner.
1: I was thinking more like a Barry Watson. Is that his <laughs> Barry name? Barry Watson. Is that, the, is that his name? The guy from Supernormal, like from Supernatural.
2: Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm name? talking about the same kind of vibe. I also think there's an element where this could, have, could be a really big opportunity for, like. Uh, his name an is Australian definitely,
1: name. definitely not Barry Watson. I don't
2: know
1: <laughs> where <laughs> that came from. It is Barry Watson. I'm so sorry. I am so <laughs> sorry. It is Barry Watson, the actor that I was thinking of. But up until this moment, this exact moment, I thought Barry Watson. ...was the guy in Supernatural and that was his gig after 7th Heaven. But it turns out Barry Watson's last gig was 7th Heaven. (laughs) You're kidding me. This is is not the Supernatural guy? No. Barry Watson from 7th Heaven was not in Supernatural.
2: That is insane.
1: The guy in Supernatural's name is Jared Padalecki. (laughs) Guys, Jared Padalecki isn't Barry Watson... (laughs) This is so full on for me. I genuinely, my whole life, thought that the eldest son in Seventh Heaven was the actor in Supernatural. Okay. Anyway, I think that we should probably end it here. This has been the longest podcast we've ever done. No one's, no one's listening anymore.
2: We promise the la- next ones won't be this long. We promise, as much as I want to say that Dean Gaia would be in this <laughs> sing stuff. <laughs> Uh, Not as the art teacher, but maybe as the something. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's so um, good. Mish, thank you so much. Um, No, thank you. uh, That was so much fun. Love, Mario Brothers. (laughs) Love, John. (laughs) John, Love, John Leguizamo. Um,
1: Um, Thank you so much for listening, guys. We do really appreciate it. Follow us on Instagram as well um, to keep up to date. We'll be kind of releasing these. Like, yeah, one a week.
2: One a week. That's
1: that's the plan. And we're so excited. We're genuinely so excited for this podcast. It's so nice to not be talking about (laughs)
0: Poe. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands.